Good morning and happy Monday! <laughs> I'm Monica Wofford, and yes, this is your enthusiastic Monday moment. Today's topic, though, is the power of permission to be different. Hmm. I don't know what started it or how it happened, but the moment I step on stage or begin to train a program or lead an audience, there truly are no zero stupid questions. There is zero judgment and utterly zero finger pointing or criticism of any participant, even the ones any other person might call downright difficult. My entire goal and my entire focus is in helping those in attendance to absorb the information and break down resistance to the message or the knowledge. However, if we change gears and you put me in an airport, <laughs> wow, does that ability to make judgments about demeanor, speed of walking, outfits, or who's having red wine on an 8 a.m. flight return real quick. Now, I'm not proud of that, but I'm fascinated by the difference. You see, in one scenario, acceptance of differences is a given, a minimal expectation I have of my own behavior. In fact, I cannot imagine doing it any differently. And in this other scenario, I'm impersonating a shallow high school teen who believes she's omniscient. <laughs> is this just me? Or is it possible a conversation about judgment has value, potentially? Phrased in the way of giving people permission to be different, like they need our input to do so, just seems an easier way to digest this topic and concept of what we're actually doing. And in today's Monday Moment, we'll break down the conversation into these three sections. First, what leads judgment? Oddly enough, our brains do. We're wired to seek out the cause of social behavior. We are consistently trying to answer the questions of why did I do that? Or why did he do that? And as Dr. Hall of the University of Michigan wrote for Psychology Today, there are two types of attributions we make about others' behavior, situational and personality. Now, when we make situational attributions, we believe their behavior is due to something in their situation. They're tired, for example. Personality attributions are more about the person's character. When we make these attributions, we believe the behavior is due to the person's personality. Assuming that same coworker that we thought was tired or short with us is impatient or unkind is making a personality attribution. But an attribution is different than judgment. We attribute a reason for the behavior or what motivated, in our belief, a behavioral choice. It's when we decide if the behavior is good or bad or similar to our own belief systems that judgment makes an appearance. Can leaders really afford to spend so much time in making first an attribution or basis for behavior and second, a decision about the motivation. No is the answer, and yet we do it 
as part of the way in which we're wired. Quite naturally, our brains are wired to make automatic judgments about others' behavior so that we can move through the world without spending too much time or energy on understanding everything. Our second focal point for today, though, is why does it matter if leaders judge differences? Well, even if we're talking about literally outsmarting our brain's natural wiring, for leaders, this issue of judgment and permission in the face of differences makes a huge difference. Promotions and raises are often based on differing performance. The time we spend as leaders in developing others, expecting them to make improvements or providing them with resources is based on the attribution and decisions we're making when judging their actions and differences. Heck, who we hire is a judgment in difference. In other words, your judgment of those you have the privilege of leading is directly contributing to whether or not you're pleased with them, their behavior, or their performance. And our third area of focus. So then what's the key to truly leading a diverse workforce? The answer is to lead without judgment assigned to each person's differences. <laughs> but, but wait a minute, that statement is very easy to make and quite difficult to do, enact, or carry out day to day. Or is it? Can we lead in a way that we see simply a variety of people we've been tasked with leading, who each bring different contributions and will have different ways of understanding our message or direction? Can we lead without considering the why they don't get it as a negative, but more simply, just information that they don't get it and we need to give what we're giving them differently both questions deserve a yes both questions answered with a yes would be the ideal way to effectively lead a diverse workforce in which there's team members of all different backgrounds beliefs values insights origins perspectives personalities and preferences yet both questions cause us to go against our natural wiring and provoke a need to fight our instinct of trying to explain social behaviors in our office. Can we really fight Mother Nature? Hmm. Ever watched a first responder run into an event from which others are rapidly leaving? No one needs our permission to be different. And whether we gave such permission or not wouldn't change the existence of their differences. But where power dynamics are frequent, in an office or organizational setting, some leaders are lulled into the belief that nothing happens without their permission. Some believe power from a role or title grants them permission when the real power lies in letting go of both the need to give permission or to find the motivation for doing things in a way that's different. Maybe it's time to give ourselves, as leaders, the permission to exercise far less judgment and much more acceptance. Heck, since not everyone is willing to do that, wouldn't that act alone be giving ourselves permission to be different? Hmm. Are you now ready to take this week's 
Become a Better Leader Challenge. As you know, these occur in each Monday moment of 2019, and this week's mission, should you choose to accept it, is number one, to track discreetly how often you negatively judge someone at work for being different. And number two, track the time you'd save if you weren't spending time finding differences and being frustrated with them. You're now on your way to become that better leader ahead of next Monday. I'm Monica Wofford, and that's your Monday Moment. Have a great week, and of course, stay contagious.